Upcyclers. Making, creating, recycling, reusing, recycling, reusing, recycling, reusing. Welcome to Upcyclers, a podcast series exploring extraordinary ideas that breathe new life into otherwise discarded objects and obsolete technologies. Hi, I'm Amanda King, and today we're just outside Nimbin to visit Juan Tekchia. Juan collects and works with all kinds of rusty junk to create sculpture. More recently, he's been designing barbecue fireplaces for the alternative outdoor cook. When I was young, I always wanted to be a sculptor, but never really practiced or learned. I've done lots of odd jobs working with all sorts of tradies, so I learned a bit of plumbing, a bit of you know, woodwork, a little bit of welding, and I mainly just grinded and prepared steel for welders to um, weld, and I just watched and learned. Finally, one day I got my hands on a welder and tried it, and in the old days the art welder really scared me, I didn't really like it, I preferred oxy. And that was much more fluid for me, it was easier, and it was really like you know, alchemy, we were just melting metal and trying to recreate something out of it. Oxy is just all gas and the arc welding was you know, electricity, so that sparked a lot and you know, if you didn't know what you're doing, it was, yeah, it was pretty full on. came across an event put on by a group called the Mutoid Waste Company and when I saw what they were making it just blew me away and I just kept following them. Wherever they went and set up any shows I just tried to get there. And they were working with big things like military trucks, planes um, and turning war machinery into artwork. The Mutoid Waste Company are renowned for their massive post-apocalyptic industrial artworks. In the mid-80s, to fund the sculptural work, they started doing parties in squatted venues across London. First time I came across the Mutoids was, I think, a 1986 New Year's Eve party in King's Cross, North London. Oh, it just blew me away. I've never seen anything like it. It was... It was everywhere. It was just amazing what they'd done in this old scrapyard and, um, and then turn it into a beautiful event. As I came up one's driveway, I was greeted by a row of strange sentinels, sculptural creatures made from metal, wood and bone. Sometimes I add bones or little animal skulls to some of my metal work because it sort of brings it back to life again. Most of my sculptures just end up in gardens and they actually just rot back down to the earth. Yeah, I was just preparing that 
tight before I cut it. I just wanted to grind it so I can get some of the rust off it so then it's a better weld when I do start welding it. First piece, it's probably going to hold up a big chain. Juan's workshop is a large shed in a rural setting. The shed is filled with an assortment of tools, some of which are so antique they're works of art in themselves. And the shelves are overflowing with what most people would consider as junk. The tips are good. Um, and when I go camping, I usually have all maps. I look for all mining sites, all milling sites, um, even all workshops, you know, farm sales, farm auctions. You get lots of chains, lots of plows, lots of um, all sorts of things, really. Lots of blades, like all those round blades up there. You know, and, uh, and multiples, I collect multiples. So the, the more similar you get, then you're more likely to be able to do a good pattern or a good design out of it. Mainly now, I use a MIG welder. I still do have an arc and I do have oxy gear, but I don't hardly use them anymore. A lot of grinding tools, angle grinders, um, metal cutoff saws, and yeah, lots of hammers and lots of steel, and you just bash it, you get it into shape, and weld it. Recently, I found three huge stone cutting blades and I, I'm using one now and trying to make another fireplace with it. That's a wagon wheel above it and what's joining the blade and the wagon wheel are ornate metal bits I cut off a rusty pergola and, and I also collect curvy metals and that's what this pergola had all these curves in it. So I've joined the blade to the wagon wheel with all these nice curves. So I've got the basic done, now I'm trying to make a metal basket inside the big frame so it will contain the fire. And it's quite large, it's more than a metre across. Yeah, a metre across at least. And I'm not sure what legs it'll have, but um, it'll probably sit a lot lower on, on the ground when I finish. This is only not even halfway there, so I can't even tell you what it's going to be like. Because I don't design things, I just find things to add to it. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the process, isn't it, of, of having to wait to find the correct thing. Some of my work can sit in a workshop for six months before I even get back to it. The way I do my metal work, it's, you know, I just go hard with the welder. Yeah, I don't mind the rough bits, I don't mind all the pits and slags and everything else, I just leave it all on there, it's all part of the character. Yeah, it definitely is, and, and like you say, with the essence of the rust and all the different shapes that you put together, You're listening to Upcyclers, and we're talking with Juan Tech Chia about his obsession with rusty junk. Juan's fireplaces are really unique. They're chunky round steel structures on four legs with ornate functional attachments that can be used when cooking and neatly fold away so you can sit back and enjoy the open fire. Each design is one of a kind, using decorative bits and pieces from his junk collection. 
Don's fireplace looked ugly, so for his birthday, I decided to make him one. It was just a truck drum, and he was cooking on it. So that was the first real attempt at making a fireplace. I just got carried away, I guess, and um, made lots of moving parts and plates that could swing over to the fire or fold up. And yeah, I made it interesting by putting moving parts in it. And that caught the eye of quite a few people, and I've been asked to make more now. One of Juan's signature designs are small love hearts made out of old rusty bike chains. Once welded and linked together, he uses them as structural elements on his barbecues. When I started making one for the cafe, I had to be really careful and um, I had so many ideas, but I ended up, after welding them, cutting them out because I felt it was too dangerous in a public space. So I had to really consider that when I was making fireplaces for public spaces. Um, so I just had to be more creative, I guess, and um, to make it look good. And, uh, and I would rather weld anarchy symbols, but welding love hearts actually sell better. That was a nice sound. That was a good sound, wasn't it? So that's the sound of, of good contact, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So I usually don't weld unless I know I've got two or three days free. I do a lot of cutting first, then a lot of grinding and prepping. It's just therapy for me, you know? I'm not really interested in writing a spiel or putting it in a gallery or trying to sell it. It's not, it's not about the money. It's mainly about therapy. It's luxury to have three days in my workshop. You know, to be able to just make whatever I feel like making. Okay, let that cool down. Drop in a bucket of water. Okay. Well, I reckon we should go um, fire up one of your barbecues and sure. have a cup of tea. Yeah, let's go. Amanda King was the producer, reporter and sound engineer for today's story. Supervising producer was Shanti Sinclair. Music by Minus One. If you want to check out Juan's barbecue fireplace, drop into the Phoenix Rising Cafe at the Nimbin Bush Theatre. You never know, you may even find Juan there having a morning coffee. Next time, while we're in the area, we're heading for the hills northeast of Nimbin to visit Tuntable Falls Community School and meet our next generation of makers. My name's Savannah. I'm in grade two, and uh, and I I'm building. I'm helping work on the bunny hutch at the makerspace. My name is Kaya and I need to need some nails and I have to cut it. And because I want to do kind of everything because I like building hundreds of stuff. Don't forget to like and rate Upcyclers and this story on your podcast app. And of course, share it with your friends. We love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, make a comment or send us a message. I'm Amanda King, and you've been listening to Upcyclers. <laughs>